Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Tommy Tiernan podcast and today I'm going to be talking about sisters. When I was growing up in Navan, there was a queer family of them up near the main road. Strange looking, almost gorgeous women. It looked like you were staring at them reflected in one of those bendy mirrors that you'd see at a fun fair like they were gorgeous and not gorgeous at the same time one of them I cannot uh, for legal reasons remember their names but one of them she would have been about 14 now and she had that look of a young one who knew more than she should have known however it was that she got to know about it and she was an it's almost an otherworldly young one. She just had this air of something odd about her. Anyway, she went missing one Friday night with a young buck who came from the far side of the primary school. A fine-looking young fella. One of the finest-looking young fellas that side of the town had ever produced. And rumour was that the two of them had eloped. Now, they'd eloped because they'd got caught doing something awful in the church. The story that we had heard was that she had persuaded him into the cathedral and by way of her magical, mysterious female powers, persuade him to engage in some sort of awful biological and urinary devilment inside in the church. And the two of them then, after being caught, had run away. Now, they mightn't have run away very far, like, you know, out out the Proudstone Road, maybe as far as Kilberry, or towards Lane, but would have only got as far as the Round Tower and done more. And I remember, there could have been five or six sisters in the house now. I remember walking past their house, this dark November night that the 14 year old had eloped and hearing the other four or five and I'm I'm, I have no reason to make this up and I have I, I remember as I walked past the house I remember saying to myself you'll you'll not forget this in hurry <laughs> I heard them howling now not 
the, the road was, uh, you know, the road was a good 30 or 40 yards away from the front door of the house, like, not crying, not shouting, not roaring. As sure as I'm sitting here talking to you and as sure as you're listening to me, howling. I heard them howling like werewolves. Now, I couldn't tell you if their howling was a lament for their sister who had gone or if it was a howl to call her back home, but that's what they were at. Two or three days later, the pair of them were back studying for the intercert like so. No harm came of it. I remember another night drinking up in some far-flung parish in Donegal, like buried up in the hill somewhere. And there was a triplicate of sisters um, in the bar that we got talking to after the show. And one of them mentioned that her sister was about to go shifting this other lad. And the other sister replied, Oh, he's going for the hat trick tonight. Meaning, he'd shifted the two sisters that I was talking to and was about to complete <laughs> the circuit. And the two sisters were delighted at this. There, it was almost like a ceremonial, in, like he was now their brother. They didn't seem to mind sharing the book at all. I know another family of sisters from the plains of Kildare and I told them this story one night and they were horrified at the thought of sharing a young fled between the three of them to them it would be like riding your brother I was shoulder deep in Porter this other evening talking to a fella down in West Cork and I said to him Do you, you have seven daughters don't you and he turns to me and he says, seven bitches more like. And I know that if I'd have been standing beside him the following night, he may as well have called them angels. Oh, there's no messing with women and you, you wouldn't be up to them at all. As a man, you know that you can't cope with the emotional ferocity, the length and the breadth, the height and the depth of their emotional range is just far beyond men's capabilities, you know. And women know this and sometimes they'd be playing with you. Playing with you the same way that a mouse gets played by a cat. Just flung from one corner of the kitchen to the other. And they do it out of pity, out of love, and sometimes just for the exercise of it. I went to a mixed primary school and a single-sex secondary school. And in primary school, I would have had 
friends that were girls and would have sometimes have enjoyed at break time just hanging out with the girls instead of the boys. And as an adult man now, I have biological sisters. But I also have sister spirits. Uh, Women that I am not related to. Women that I have no obvious sexual attraction towards but women whose company I enjoy and whose wisdom that I need in a way that's different from my wife. My wife is where my adventure is. She is the she's the high seas like. My wife I set off like Columbus, every day to engage with the mystery, the drama, the beauty, the wildness, the danger of my wife. Every now and again, I need to I need to pull into port. Every now and again, I need just a day or two on land with my sisters. I need it for sustenance. Now, I was not born to live on land and I I wouldn't want to build a house there. I choose... I choose the sea. I choose the adventure of my wife. But not all men are like this. I know fellas who went to a single-sex primary school and a single-sex secondary school and would have no female friends. They'd have women that they are friendly with, but not women in their lives to whom they would turn in crisis, in need of advice, in need of generous female perspective. And this is where nuns come in. Every man needs a nun or two in his life. A place of good engagement, of warmth and advice. A a place without sexual tension. In the all-male boarding school that I went to, there was a nun, uh, Sister Ita. And she had such a, a lovely... There was about 400 of us in the boarding school. 400 young fellas. But nine priests. And a nun. And she had, the, she had the kindest little spark in her eyes. Now, obviously, she couldn't be a sister to, the, to, the, to all the boys and all the priests. But there was something about her... She was the most... Now, I don't want to be robbing her of her humanity, but she was a better version of the Virgin Mary. I've never really... I can never really kind of click with that statue. You know, Mother Earth and 
all that is one thing and the mother of God then is another. But our only engagement with the mother of God is she's either porcelain or alabaster. And I, I, I find it impossible anyway to draw any comfort or sustenance from her. But a nun, if, if instead of statues of the Virgin Mary, that we got actual nuns and, you know, set their feet into cement and just had living, breathing women stuck standing in grottos in the rain, like actual breathing creatures from Tipperary, Longford and parts of Cork, trapped in cages in churches, unable to escape, but there if you need them. I suppose a sister is a woman with whom you have no tension. Uh, A woman where things are just easy and relaxed. But you should never ever make the mistake of marrying one of these sisters. Because if you do, my suspicion is that you'll end up doing your riding elsewhere. Marriage needs tension in order to survive, in order to keep going. Tension, it's the grip it has on you and the release of it is the energy that drives a marriage on and on and on. The joy, the loneliness, the ecstasy, the despair. These are the things that, these are the vitamins that a marriage needs so that the two of ye are always enlivened, engaged. Even when you're ignoring one another, there's still a vibe between the pair ye. Not so with your sister. Your sister provides a different kind of comfort. It's a... I remember once talking to a sister of mine, and not a biological sister. I have two biological sisters, fine women. One of them, the other side of the world, and the other one, the other side of the country. So I wouldn't bump into them very often. But I was talking to a non-biological sister of mine one time, many, many years ago, and sitting beside the river on a hot summer's day, just yapping about something, you know, taking a break from the adventure of romance I was. I was just chatting away with her and I says, I says, do you think there's a heaven? And she says, well, if there is, Tommy, we'll still meet up for chats. It can be fairly amazing for a man as well sometimes to watch sisters and the way that they go at one another, the strips that they would peel and tear and rip from each other is fucking phenomenal. You'd be thinking, Jesus, there's, there's no coming back from this. This is the end of it now. That that's that's that particular family utterly fucking disbanded. The depth of the criticism and blame and the viciousness that they go at one another. 
And you'd be thinking, well, I called the guards, like, or hire an assassin. And the following morning, they'll all be sitting around the kitchen table, making one another tea and getting cake from the press and biscuits and planning to go shopping together. It's the commitment to one another. That's phenomenal. It's kind of frightening to behold, actually. And I think this is where men can learn how to be married. And to understand the depth of commitment involved in a marriage. That, yeah, you can tear strips off one another. Yeah, you can pin each other to the wall with sentences and accusations. But the following day, you can be together in a good way that the act of blaming and being angry at and of accusing doesn't mean the end of anything. That it's part of the process of being involved. Like if you heard a man shout at another fella in the kitchen, you're a selfish, neurotic, alcoholic, borderline personality arsehole and you always were. You're a fool. You're the most self-centred fucker I've ever met in my entire life and you're why are you wearing they're my trousers I told you not to take why take them trousers off you now you'd be thinking well they'll never see each other again like that particular relationship has reached the end of the line you wouldn't expect them to see them playing snooker together four hours later but that's what women can do what we learn from sisters is the nature of commitment. That you can call each other all the names under the sun. And you can accurately diagnose fault and really nail someone to the wall. Like, But at the same time. You'll also drive across the country in the middle of the night to hold your sister's hand if she had to go into hospital. Intimacies, though, are strange affairs. It would be unusual for a wife, a partner, not to get jealous or at least to be curious if every two or three days (laughs) your husband was going, I'm just going off to meet Lucy for a cup of tea. That that was Sandra calling. I'm I'm just going to meet her for a a, a cheeky half and a pint of porter. Uh, Denise just called there. I'm uh, I'm going to go for a walk with her. That a, a a wife or a girlfriend, perhaps I don't know. I'm only making sounds with me mouth here. She demands an intimacy cannot be shared so she in a kind of strange way 
wants to be all the woman that you could possibly need. But at the same time, if you say you're making love to the same person for 30 or 40 years and you say to her one night, listen, I want to try thing just to uh, spice things up and she might get a little glint in her eye and she'd be excited for this new territory that you're going to cover together. And you'll say, um, I want to imagine uh, while I'm making love to you that I am, in fact, making love to all women everywhere. <laughs> that that not only um, that, y- that you, my precious jewel, you are the vehicle through which I will ride through the kingdom of all women. And I don't think you'd get very far. I think she'd say to you, and rightly so, hey, when you're riding me, that's who you're riding. So keep your eyes fucking open, bucko, and be sure of who you're lying on top of or dealing behind. It's me. No, 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 you'll say. You don't understand. I don't mean that I'm actually being unfaithful. I, I don't actually, I'm not thinking about specific women. I'm thinking about woman in general. That I am, it's an encounter with the divine femininity. That I am engaged with the entire gender of womanhood. That's who I'm riding. And she'll say, no, 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 no. You're fuck. You're. It's me. It's me you're riding. Mary. Nobody else. So you may forget about that. Fairly fucking rapid. The kindness of women and their... How perceptive they are. I was in a bar one time. Sure, I'm always in the fucking bar. And it was a group of Alwyns. Now, Alwyns are getting closer and closer every couple of years to me now. But we say these women were in their late 60s. Mammies, you know, grannies they were. And I was kind of standing at the bar and they called me over to them. Soft, plump, talc. <laughs> this is what they were. Come over here and sit down beside us, they said. And I went over and we're chatting and, and uh, I said to them, how, how, how come you had, the, you had the confidence to call me over to sit beside you? You know, and one of them said, we could see that there's a bit of want in you. And there is. That's my nature. A bit of want. Thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Tommy Tiernan Podcast and we will talk to you again very soon. This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network.
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.